Welcome to the Kanchi Coaching Podcast, where we take the concepts of mindset and energy leadership coaching and make them real so that you can get out of your own way, beat the burnout, and create a life and career that you love. I'm your host, Jen Massey. Hello, and welcome to the 12th episode of the Kanchi Coaching Podcast. Today, I'm excited to welcome back Sarah Wahiba Sinan. Sarah is a certified energy leadership coach who is passionate about supporting women who realize they follow the rules that life gave them, but wake up one day and realize that they aren't satisfied with the life that they're in. Through her coaching practice, she focuses on breaking the big changes people have into small, sustainable chunks so that they can confidently step into the new normal. And I'd like to add that given the times that we're in, these small sustainable chunks are crucial because it allows us to focus on what is in our immediate control without getting lost in the fear of unknown. Sarah, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah, I'm excited. On our last episode, you and I spoke about cultivating resilience during the pandemic. And I don't think either of us realized that Two months later, we would be talking about the same thing. No, I definitely didn't. I think that was two weeks in. That might have been like day 13 of my quarantine. And I thought, okay, we just have to get through. Like we're at the halfway mark. And here we are in week 10. And uh, it's pretty crazy to think that we're still in the situation and we'll be kind of in this new normal for a while. Yeah, it, it's absolutely insane. And what's so interesting, and I talked about this a little bit on my last episode as well, but what we were facing two weeks in was a complete stress reaction. Mm -hmm. And for people who have listened to my podcast before and are familiar with the energy leadership model, you know that a stress reaction is levels one and two in the energy leadership model. And what's interesting when we think about this model, in the beginning, we fell into a stress reaction. And then over the past 10 weeks, we've been able to find some kind of a routine, which has raised our energy. But now that life is reopening, we're starting to have these new fears, which is dropping us back into some of these lower levels of energy. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason that I'm really excited to have you back on the show today is that I know you have done a lot of virtual speaking engagements about this energy leadership model. Yes. And- I know that your intention has been to frame it for the pandemic, to give people a way to process and navigate. So while I could totally talk about all seven levels and go into depth about them like I did in episode two, it is way more fun to have a conversation about these with another coach. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to have you here today to give your spin on it. Yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, I do want to say this whole... Seven levels of energy, it could sound super heady, but it's been so instrumental in helping me to navigate through the pandemic and my own experience because it's given me a framework to look at instead of, oh my God, why is this feeling coming up? It's like, oh, well, of course this feeling is coming up given the way the levels are framed. So it might sound super heady, but it's it's so not because we've all experienced these things. And I, I... don't think I can get sick about talking about this either. So I'm really excited to be able to talk in like an official capacity with somebody about this. Like I like geek out on it. So this is going to be really good. 
Yeah. And it's, it's funny when I do my speaking engagements, I usually just boil it down to the two types of energy, the catabolic energy and the anabolic energy. So the protective or the motivating, Mm -hmm. but to really have the opportunity to share the seven levels, it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Before we dive in, I do just want to call out to our listeners that the energy leadership model that Sarah and I will be speaking about today was created by Bruce Schneider and is copyrighted by IPEC, which is the coaching school that both Sarah and I graduated from. And Sarah and I are both specifically trained to speak, educate, and assess our clients' energy levels using this energy leadership model and the energy leadership assessment, which is so eye-opening. Like, it's not even an understatement to say that when I was first introduced to this model, it changed my life. It was seriously like a mic drop moment that helped me realize that I was harnessing all of this destructive energy and everything that I was in conflict over that I was blaming other people for was me. It was like my energy and my conflict. And the moment I understood this model and realized that I had the power to shift my energy to a different level and coming from a corporate accounting background to even think about energy, it was like totally off my radar But to understand that I could change my mindset or change my energy and I had the power to choose, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was absolutely mind boggling and I have never looked back. So I'm just excited. Yeah. It's just that assessment model. I mean, when I took it, I've taken it twice. And one time I've been certified as a coach for four years. So two years ago I did it again and it was just as eye opening again. And like, I live this stuff, like I'm so immersed in it. And, you know, you say in your intro to help people get out of your own way, these energy levels, I like literally will show you exactly where you're getting in your own way. And you don't even realize it because it's a pattern you've been enmeshed in probably your whole life. So it's just, this is just incredible stuff. It's so good. Yeah. I think you and I could gush over how amazing this assessment is for the entire hour, Yes, but (laughs) let's, let's not do that. And let's, Let's just dive right into level one. And I would love to hear you explain what that is. Yeah. Level one is just that energy of feeling like there's no choice. So when you feel like there's just no choice at all, and you know, if you're thinking about it from a winning or losing standpoint, there's not even an option of you winning. It's just like, I lose, I lose. And it's just that resignation. There's a lot of tiredness there, exhaustion. You know, when you think about your body, I always imagine like feeling like curled up in like a fetal position. Um, And I think just in light of the pandemic, this is like that grieving stage and really where people felt like they had no choice. And even today, they still might feel like they have no choice being so cooped up in their houses. You know, I think about the moms that are working from home and have, you know, three kids. My, My friend, she's one of them. Her husband still leaves the house to go to work. She's working from home and has three kids age six, eight, and 12. She doesn't have a choice. So like, what is she going to do in spite of that? There's going to be some level one energy there where she's just like, okay, I don't have a choice. And she's, she's exhausted, you know? So that's a way that I can manifest, but it's definitely that element of just no choice. Yeah. And I think it also comes up in that fear of the unknown, Mm -hmm. which is causing people to be stuck. Mm -hmm. It's not even the lack of choice, but it's the fear of what to do next. So it's the overanalyzing and not doing anything at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like the fight flight or freeze it's the freeze mode that's definitely Mm -hmm. the level one yeah yeah absolutely 
And there are, I mean, there's advantages to all seven levels and there's disadvantages to all seven levels. Of course, there, mm-hmm. there's always good and bad if you want to use it, uh, you know, the judgment words. But mm-hmm. when you think about level one, some of the advantages is that you can be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So like, I think about the people who unfortunately have gotten sick from mm-hmm. the virus. That level one is allowing them to curl up and say, please take care of me. Give me the help I need. Like I'm going to lay here and you're going to, you're going to help me survive right now. Cause I don't have the energy to do anything else. Right. And it's just being taken care of. Or even when you're grieving, if you know, somebody passed away, you need that time to just kind of go inward and have somebody else take care of you. Because if you were doing anything but level one, right after you had a significant loss in your life, that actually would be a little bit wonky. And you would actually create some misalignment in your life. Like you need to be in level one sometimes given certain circumstances. Yeah. And it's actually interesting that you bring up grieving because whenever anybody goes through a change, a massive change, they need time and space to grieve their old way of life. So whether it's the loss of a loved one, the loss of a job, the pandemic, where it's the loss of life as we know it. Mm-hmm. We need to give ourselves that time to breathe and process and feel and be taken care of by other people until we're then ready to move out. Mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting is with this pandemic, a lot of people are like, oh my God, we have all this time. I need to be doing something. Yes. And the opposite, at least in the beginning, the mm-hmm. opposite was true. Like you needed that time to grieve. I yeah. do think we're at the point now that we can probably start looking at how do we shift into some of the higher levels, um, especially as society starts to reopen, like where are the opportunities to start living and growing? But we needed that time to grieve. We need that time to grieve. And it might even be, you know, flipping back and giving yourself the permission, you know, you might get into a higher energy level, especially as we're reopening, but then there might be some overwhelming feelings that come up. You know, I think when I was on your podcast, what was that? Six, seven weeks ago, I was definitely in a lower level of energy. And right now I'm definitely resonating higher, but yesterday I had some level one moments and that was okay. And I gave myself that space to say, okay, it's okay to be level one for a little bit. And then because I gave myself that permission and I wasn't judging it, it was easier for me to shift out of. And today feels pretty good, you know? So it's just a matter of giving yourself that space because you might ping pong, you know? Sometimes people ping pong through multiple energy levels in five minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just giving yourself that space because these really are, and I mean, this is such an overused term, but these are unprecedented times. You know, we've never had this happen in our lifetime before. So we're gonna be in that level one sometimes. So it's a matter of giving the permission and the grace, I think. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting point before we start to shift into some of the other levels, but these energy levels are completely fluid. And what's so interesting about them is that Mm -hmm. it's not like some of the other personality tests where it's like, you're an introvert or you're an extrovert and you're painted as a picture. And that's how you then start to live your life. These energy levels are fluid. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we can bounce in and out of all seven levels within a five minute period. And we're not defined by our energy. We may experience a default level. Like we may by default experience a lot of level four energy or a lot of five energy, but we are not a level four or we are not a level five or we are not a level one. At any moment, we have the power to like process and say, is this really how I want to be showing up? And if not, what do I want to do about it? Mm-hmm. And how do I take those small steps? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
So let's go into level two. So level one is the curl up in a ball, hide underneath a rock, mm-hmm. hope everything goes away. Yes. Level two is the anger. So there's a lot more energy. If you're going to think about your body, the body's like kind of like fists are up and you're ready to like take a hit if you have to. The core thought around winning is I win, you lose. So it's like there's like a clear winner and a clear loser and I'm going to win because you're going to lose. It's very categorical thinking. So black or white, like there is no gray. So it's just, it's, there's a lot of anger, a lot of conflict, but not necessarily like bar fight anger. It doesn't need to be physical anger, but it could be like, I'm right. And I'm going to prove it to you at all costs. Yeah. I love that you clarified that it's not bar fight anger. Mm -hmm. It's just conflict. It's just conflict where you want to be right. And a lot of times this comes up when our values are being crossed because we all of a sudden something crosses us and we're like, whoa, 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 that's not okay. I need to do something about this and we need to take control. Right. And I think it's that control that causes that like anger yes. because all of a sudden we feel like we're swimming. We're like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. I'm literally, as I'm saying that, like pedaling my hands as if I'm treading water. Yeah. It's almost like this is, we talked about fight, flight, or freeze before. This is the fight. Like, okay, I'm staying here and I'm fighting because something is like triggering me right now, you know? So it could be something triggering. But then also I think about some workplace environments, right? Like there's there's a lot of level two energy where it's very right and wrong. And there's certain people we can probably all think of in our lives that are like very, like they will bend over backwards to prove that they're right over something so small, like the sky is blue. You know, so mm-hmm. sometimes people just kind of live in that default space. And level two, it, it is a default space for some people where they're just, they will stay in that right or wrong, but for any means, like they will just stay there because that, that's just their comfort zone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And to your point, especially in corporate America, this is how a lot of people have been taught how to play the game. They have yes. been taught go in and fight for yourself no matter what, because if you don't fight for yourself, you're going to get taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So to be trained with that mindset from a young age, you don't know any other way. So talk about perceptions. And that's the best part about understanding these energy levels in this model is you start to realize that there could be a different point of view. You can start to realize that leading with level two energy while it's productive in the short term, long term, shifting your energy to a higher level, you'll actually have better results motivating the people around you and you won't burn out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exhausting to constantly be in fight mode. You know, it's just like constantly, okay, how do I prove that I'm right? How do I prove that I'm right? How do I prove that I'm right? So you're constantly like, it's almost like, a, like an attorney, you know, where you're constantly in trial. And that's, that's exhausting to live life that way. Like there's a time and a place for it in the courtroom, but we don't need to live our lives that way. But I do think some benefits to this, especially given the pandemic, you know, um, I, I think about my quarantine rules that help me. And I think about other people's quarantine rules that help them and help them keep safe. That's also level two, where it's like, this is what's right for me and anything else is wrong. And, you know, I, I bent over backwards to make sure that certain things were happening. And if I was going to even consider interacting with somebody else like there were certain criteria that had to be met and that's also level two energy so it can serve us but again just to kind of circle back to your point it's for the short term right like this isn't going to be a forever thing this is going to be for the foreseeable future you know but there's certain rules that i need to make sure 
are very followed in my life in order for me to interact with people and interact with the public, you know, even Mm -hmm. just food shopping, like the way I food shop that I have a very level two approach to it. And I think we even saw people had a very level two approach when they were buying toilet paper 10 weeks ago. You know, it was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure I get it all, even if it means there's nothing for anybody else. Right. Level two really shows up when you need to make sure that your needs are protected. Mm-hmm. And that really is level one and two in a nutshell is levels one and two are protection. Yes. Whether you're protecting yourself by going underneath a rock mm-hmm. or protecting yourself by fighting, yes. you are protecting yourself. And a lot of times people with a lot of level one energy use level two to get them out from underneath that rock. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that doesn't feel good to those people. So they'll fall back down. And I'd like to point out before we move into level three, that levels one, three, and five are head levels. So those tend to be energy levels that people experience when they like to think about things, overanalyze things. Two, four, and six come from the heart. Mm -hmm. So that tends to be the fighter, the giver, the connector. Mm -hmm. And something that I work with a lot of my clients is shifting from using level two energy to shift out of level one. But then once they have that momentum, get them to level three. Mm -hmm. So rather than falling back down to level one, I don't want to do anything about it. Let's get up to level three where we can start to shift into anabolic energy and make things okay. Yes. Yeah. Level three is, is an interesting place. I, I call level three, the gateway energy level. Um, because it really just needs to be a gateway. We don't need it to be like a long-term like place, but a lot of people live in level three. I've noticed a lot of women live in level three and level three is a lot of rationalizing. And usually the tell that somebody's living in level three is when you ask them, how are you? And they're fine, fine, <laughs> I'm fine. You know, I have a friend, the higher pitched her fine is, the more fine I know she's not. You know, I've shared that with her and she's laughed and yep, you know me, you know, so it's just like, there's that fine, that level of fine and who wants to live at fine, but that's what level three is. Level three is a lot of rationalizing. It could be worse. Oh, well, there's lemons. So I guess I'll make lemonade, right? You know, we're looking Mm -hmm. for like, uh, I guess, you know, there's a silver lining here. It's like just best case scenario of a crappy situation, but it's like, I'm just going to push through, just going to push through. Mm -hmm. I'm going to endure it. I'm going to just sweep it under the rug. And that's, that's that level three energy. You're so right. I always tell my clients, the moment you say it's fine three times, yeah. <laughs> it's not fine. Like it's not fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. I also would like to challenge that we were not put on this earth to be fine. Exactly. We were put on this earth to be great. Mm-hmm. But there are benefits to this level three. And for a lot of people who have lived their life up to this point, experiencing mainly level one and two energy, level three can be a huge win. Yeah. I know that when I was in the last six months of my corporate career, level three was a huge win for me because I was so miserable Mm -hmm. that I actually used this model to get me to a level three. And I used to joke with my mom because she would call and be like, did you have a good day? I'm like, mom, good isn't the goal right now. Mm -hmm. I just want to have an okay day yeah. because an okay day is good for me. Right. And that's enough because I knew I had an end date in mind. I knew I had something better. So it was that transitional level to make it okay until I could then step into greater. 
For sure. And the same thing for me. I just, at the end, you know, I joked, I was level threeing my way through that last six months in my career because I was like, I'm just going to let things roll off of me. I'm not going to get angry about it. You know, I'm going to really protect my energy so I can continue to funnel into the other things that I I was building. Right. So it was just like, I'm just going to rationalize it. I'm only here for six more months. And it was such a conscious choice and it helped me preserve my energy so I could do what I need to do and step out on my own into this coaching practice. But then on the other hand, I could think of multiple times through my life where I was level three things that I did not want to. I mean, I think of relationships, you know, interactions, certain circumstances, um, different locations I worked in in my job throughout my career where I didn't even realize it. Level three was choosing me where I'm like, oh, well, it could be worse, you know, just just grin and bear it, right? Like that's kind of like the level three words that we hear a lot. It is what it is. So I, I was in those modes. And when you think about relationships, you don't want that to choose you in relationships. You know, you want to be able to choose one of those higher levels when you're showing up with the people you care about in your life. But, you know, if you're going to be in a situation and you know there's an end date, sometimes level threeing it is okay. So it's really, it's a matter of, is the level choosing you or are you choosing the level? And that's where that conscious choice starts to come in. And I think you can really see it exemplified with level three. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's a great point. And something that I've talked a lot about before are the 10 core disciplines and conscious choice is the third one, because first you need to be aware of what's going on. So be aware of the fact that you're, it's finding everything mm-hmm. and then accept it by saying, I'm aware that this is happening. I'm accepting the situation I'm in. But what is my next conscious choice? Am I going to choose to stay fine or am I going to choose to do something about it Mm -hmm. to move forward? And that's the power of conscious choice. And I just, I heard you hit on that acceptance piece as well, which is so huge because like you said, are you accepting and choosing Mm -hmm. to show up that way or is it choosing you? And I think of this pandemic And we are settling and rationalizing a lot of things. Like nobody wants to wear a mask in public. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, like not the fashion statement of the year. Yeah. But we are choosing, consciously choosing to say, it's fine. I will put it on because I know it is protecting. Mm -hmm. I know it is protecting myself. I know it is protecting others. And that act in itself of consciously choosing to do it as a way to care for ourselves and for others is actually level four energy because that starts to step into service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Level four is that giving, um, it's you win. Like you're going to win and I'm like, really, I'm going to help you win. But how do I have a lot of compassion? Moms have a lot of level four energy, nurses, teachers, the frontline workers that came in from other states to help up in the New York tri-state area. Like they're oozing level four energy, right? Really just saying, I'm going to help, I'm going to serve. And that's their first and foremost way that they're liking at life through that lens of just, I am going to serve, I'm going to give. So that's the way that it shows up. It's just a lot of giving, but I live right outside New York. I'm in North Jersey. And I know New York has a motto, I wear my mask to help you or to save you. I'm getting the verbiage wrong. But it's all about how can I be of service to you, my fellow New Yorker, instead of, oh, God, I just have to wear the mask, you know, just grin and bear it and put the mask on. So you can see just the choice of wearing a mask, the different energy levels it can take. But if you're saying I'm wearing this to help somebody else, to help the people that are a little bit more exposed, you know, and more risk, that's totally level four energy showing up, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's it's not about me. It's about you. Oh, absolutely. And- I think what's really interesting about level four, and this is one of the advantages, disadvantages, is people who who experience a lot of level four energy are so heart-centered that often 
we forget that level four energy also means to take care of ourselves. Yes. And I think an interesting dynamic is when I look at moms, especially, mm-hmm. there is the giving and 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 putting families first and putting spouses first and forgetting to fill our own bucket. Mm-hmm. And their giving is great for a while because they are actively and consciously choosing to give. But at some point, the dynamic changes and they say, well, when is it my turn? Yeah. When is somebody going to say thank you? Mm-hmm. And the moment that that happens is the moment they actually transition down into level one energy. Yeah. And I think it's crucial to call that out here because understanding why we give is really important to understand. Are we giving from a place of level four, which is choosing to give to serve others because it makes us feel good? Mm-hmm. Or are we giving because we feel obligated to give and we're afraid that if we don't give, the world will come crumbling down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, it is, it's that choice piece. And it's so interesting you bring up that four to one because that happens a lot. And I see that where it's like, I'm going to give, 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 and then I have nothing left to give. And then it's like, okay, well, now I'm exhausted and I'm in the fetal position, right? But I've also seen, and this doesn't happen as commonly as four to one, but it could go to two. You know, where it's like, now the person's really mad. Like, why isn't anybody giving to me? You know, and I've seen this happen with not moms, you know, where it's like, okay, now I'm angry. I've constantly given and nobody's giving back to me. Nobody's considering me. And it's that level two place where it's like, okay, now the dukes are up. You know, so it's interesting if you're not conscious about why you're giving and where that's coming from, where that, you know, that next step could be that next, next stop really. But, you know, then you see other people and they give, but they also have that balance and they, they're able to give to themselves and that feels really balanced and they're able to actually give more. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting when you can turn that giving around on yourself. That's been a big part of my personal journey. I really struggled with, wait, I can I can give to myself and it, it, it's not selfish. Like, wait, what? Like, you know, and my middle name is Wahiba and it means giver. And I was like, oh, how interesting. I'm just meant to give. And it was <laughs> really, really interesting. And it was this big turning point in my life when I realized, wait, it's actually safe and beneficial to everybody in my life if I give to myself because now my cup is full and I can actually give to other people with greater ease like it was like, that was mind blowing for me. And like, yeah. like it was a huge part of my journey and where there was a lot of shifts because of it, because it's just something that never crossed my mind before. Yeah. I remember in my very first job as an accountant. So this would have been back in, I don't know, 2008, 2009, we had someone come in and give a training on how full is your bucket. Mm. And the whole concept for people who haven't heard of this before is Literally, like we all walk around with a bucket of water Uh and you can actually think about this as energy as well. But at the time it was just like, we have a bucket of water and we give our water to other people. Uh So as we do service to others, we are dumping our water into their buckets, but eventually our bucket runs out. And the moment our bucket runs out, we can no longer help other people. And we might keep trying, but we're dumping an empty bucket bucket. So Mm -hmm. it's not doing anything. So what can we do to fill our own bucket? And there's a great book out there called How Full Is Your Bucket? There's Mm -hmm. also a children's version of it. Oh, so good. Yeah. Highly recommend either. Frankly, it's the same concept. So just get the kid's book. (laughs) 
right. <laughs> but it, it's so good to think about it. And it's the same with these energy levels, right? Like we can dump our energy into certain things. And when I think about stressors, we can dump our energy into these different stress reactions. And the more we dump, the less we have to give somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to understand how are we showing up and where is our energy and what is draining our energy and pulling us into these lower levels and preventing us from experiencing levels four, five, six, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, that was a total side tangent, but I thought of it when you said, you know, I have a cup and I'm like, Oh girl, you have a bucket. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Level five, the level of opportunity. Level five is I love level five for this reason, because I think so often we go through life thinking, what's the compromise, right? And on the outside looking in, somebody might think level five is about compromise, but it's not. It's either we both win or we don't play. It's like the true win-win. It's where there's peace and acceptance and we just were able to reconcile. You know, it's just, what's the opportunity? Like where, what's the learning here? You know, there was people right away in the beginning of this pandemic and they were like already seeing, okay, what's the opportunity? What's the learning? How is this going to benefit greater mankind? I wasn't there yet in the beginning. And I think I shared that on the first episode that we recorded. I'm starting to see that now where I'm like, okay, there are some opportunities, even though there's such not great things that are happening here, but it's, it's curiosity. You know, it's just that it's level five is just, I think of power when I think of level five, because it's really like somebody who's able to be present and curious and they're able to just really inspire. And I think what's really important to call out is when you say power, it is power in the sense of when somebody walks into a room And you look over and you're like, I want what they're having. Yes. You have not even talked to them. You have not seen them, but they just light up that room and you're like, I want the Mm Kool-Aid because they have that power to just influence you by just resonating at this higher level and shining. And it's actually funny because at the beginning of the pandemic, I was one of those level five people. Mm -hmm. Um, I dropped a couple weeks in to the pandemic Mm -hmm. and started to have that, oh man, this is this is sticking around. It was actually like, this is like just downloading to me right now. So when I was first born and my parents took me home, my brother loved me for the first two weeks, loved me. And then he had that reality check of like, oh, she's here to stay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Take her back. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was me at the beginning of the pandemic. I'm like, look at all the opportunity. We can do this. We can do that. Like, All of it. I was probably that person that was annoying everybody else with spreading light, love, and happiness. And then two weeks in, I'm like, you know, this baby isn't the greatest. Mm -hmm. But it was that level five energy that I was able to start seeing quickly, like, where are the opportunities here? Mm -hmm. And I think I tend to resonate because I'm a thinker. Mm -hmm. I tend to resonate at a level five anyway. So I think it was easier for me to pull up to that. Mm But one of the disadvantages of level five energy is what I like to call shiny object syndrome, Mm -hmm. where everything's an opportunity. And because everything's an opportunity, nothing gets done. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, and you could definitely see that where it's like, okay, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. And then it's like, okay, exhaustion, you know, and then you go back into like a little cave, you know, and that's that I've had that happen to me, you know, at different times in my life where it's like, oh, I see this and I see this and I see this. And I remember that happened right after I left my career. I was like, okay, like, and now I'm in this new career. I'm so excited about it. But I just couldn't make sense of everything going on in my head. And there's there so many thoughts. It felt like a 17 lane highway, but there was no highway lanes like all these cars were just going you know and I was like okay how do I make sense of everything I need a grid you know so it was a matter of making that grid and like figuring out like let's organize it all so I can tap into these opportunities yeah it's like frogger where it's like you you jump in and you jump back you jump in and then you jump back and and that's where some of those lower levels have those advantages like I often find that when I start to have paralysis by analysis in level five I do allow myself to drop into level two Mm. and say, okay, what is the best decision for this moment? And what's really important to think about when you think of all these opportunities is a lot of times we become frozen because saying yes to one thing potentially means saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. And that's scary because when we see opportunities, we all of a sudden get this fear and our gremlin kicks in of, oh my God, I'm going to make the wrong choice. Yes. I'm going to make a bad choice. I'm going to, I'm not good enough to make this decision. So I'm just going to choose not to make a decision. Right. But to your point, like really tapping into that consideration and the win-win can allow you to stay at level five without being frozen. So looking at the opportunity and then saying, which one of these opportunities aligns most to my core value? Yes. And let me use my core value to guide my decision so I can continue to move forward and continue to see opportunity no matter what action I decide to take. Right. And it's just really looking for that win-win and just trusting it's, it is going to work out. And it is what it is, but it is what it is. It's going to be like, it's going to be great. Not it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. And that mm-hmm. is, it is what it is at level three is, it is what it is. But at level five, it's like, it is what it is. Like there's so many opportunities. Look at it all where it's more acceptance of it is what it is and not resenting it. So it could look right. level three and level five sometimes can look very similar. I've tricked myself into thinking I was level five when I so wasn't, I was really level three, you know? So mm-hmm. it, sometimes on the outside looking in, they do look very similar. Yeah. And it's, I think the analogy, like you said, with level three, it's like, oh, I have lemons. I guess I'll make lemonade. Where level five, it's like, Woo-hoo, look at all these lemons. I love lemonade. Yeah. I love lemonade. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm going to make lemonade. I'm going to make lemon pie. I'm going to make lemon <laughs> stew. Like, I'm going to make, I don't even know what lemon stew is, but yeah. there's the opportunity. And I'm going to make it for the whole neighborhood and I'm going to leave it on their porch because they're all in quarantine. It's like it's a win win for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> And that almost even goes into level six, right? The connection, the connection of community of seeing an opportunity and then saying, how can this help the greater good? How can this connect yes. me to other people? And seeing that like, we're just a small piece of yes. the puzzle. And we're part of something bigger. And level six is, is that joy. You know, there's just like this innate feeling of joy at level six. And um, it's where intuition, I, I think intuition lives in level six, where those intuitive hits that you get. And I know I get them, you know, when I'm when I'm meditating sometimes or even just moments of walking on the street. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, it's just like this intuitive download happens. And then I just keep it moving. And it's like I see a come full circle later on, you know. So level six is it's that we always win and seeing that connection like I am you you know, we're all connected. 
Mm-hmm. And this goes back to your point with the masks earlier with New York, right? Like we wear our masks because we know it is better for the entire community. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about me and about you. It's about the greater yes. good. Yeah. And it's, again, it's an interesting distinction. I'm wearing my mask for you, level four. I'm wearing my mask for the greater good of everybody because we're all one, level six. So we can see it the way, mm-hmm. like the, the intention behind it is go the same exact action, but the intention behind it is going to be a little bit different. And somebody who's saying, I'm wearing this mask because it's for the greater good of anybody, they're going to throw that mask on and they're going to have no problem with it. You know, and they're, they're probably going to have a lot of fun with it. I know I resented masks in the beginning and I was like, well, I'm going to wear them because I have to, right? So I got a bunch of masks. I'm like, I'm not even thinking about the colors of the masks that I have. I'm just going to get a bunch of plain ones. And now I'm having fun with it. I got a leopard print mask. I ordered a pink one because I'm like, all right, if they're going to be here, I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. And I'm doing this for the greater good. Like, I really do believe I'm doing this for the greater good. I don't like it, but I do believe that these masks are a tool for the greater good of everybody. So there's a lot more fun with it. And I'm not resenting it when I grab it. Like, I felt like those masks weighed about 10 tons when I took them to leave my house in the beginning. Now I'm like, you know, I have Mm -hmm. them everywhere and I'm able to grab them with ease and I put them on with ease because I'm coming from this higher energy level and it's not as draining. It's not as catabolic anymore. And talk about ping ponging, right? Like I, I have no problem grabbing my mask and putting it on. But a couple of weeks ago, I went to a local distributor with my neighbor and I put my mask on like I always do. And it was so hot in the distributor that my face started to sweat. And in seconds, I'm like, I hate this mask. I hate this mask. Get this yeah. mask off my face. I can't do it. And But I, I literally went from like a six, like I'm doing this for the greater good. I'm also kind of doing it for me because I really wanted some beer. But like I immediately dropped into, I hate this. I couldn't even mm-hmm. think straight because all I could think about was getting outside into the fresh air away from people so I could take off my right. mask. And that's the power of this energy. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, level six is a really interesting level because it really is that level of connection. And it's understanding, like you said, that the intuition and that we're all part of the greater good. And a lot of creative people resonate with this level six energy. So we tend to see a lot of visionaries, a lot of artists living with a lot of level six energy because they're able to create something out of nothing, which is also very level Mm -hmm. seven. Level seven is a good energy level, but it's one of those places that we're not going to stay there long. We're going to tap into it. And we know we tap into level seven, but then we, it kind of, we can tap back out of it just as quickly. And it's just that absolute passion. There's a zero judgment there. And it's just this one place like we can tap into. I've definitely had moments in meditation at level seven, definitely more at level six, but level seven, uh, I don't have children, but I know that a lot of people describe childbirth as level seven, where it's very you know, you're able to experience it and you know that there's pain, but you don't remember the pain, but you're also creating it and you're also witnessing it all at the same time. And you're just, you're in this moment, you know, where you're able to see it from multiple, like it's almost multidimensional, but then just as quick, you're, you're back out and it's not something you're going to be in all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is that level of peace and not even the 30,000 foot view. I like to say level six is the 30,000 foot view. Level seven is like the universe. You are in complete flow. So runners who experience Mm -hmm. runner's high, that's level seven. Or if you're just out doing something and you lose track of all space and time because you are just so invested and in love with what you're doing in that moment, 
that's level seven mm-hmm. energy. And like you said, nobody can live in level seven a hundred percent of the time. And the analogy I always like to give is little Buddha sitting on top of the mountain meditating. Very likely level seven in that state of meditation, being on top of the mountain. But at some point, Buddha's got to go pee. <laughs> and the moment Buddha has to go pee is the moment he drops into a lower level of energy and he makes his way down the mountain, does his thing, and then he can go back up if he chooses right. to because it's his choice. And the benefit of understanding these levels and learning to really lean into them is you can start choosing any level you want in any experience. Like there are plenty of times where I know I'm resonating at a higher level of energy, but I will choose to drop into a lower level of energy to get something done. Like if I have an issue and I need to call customer service about Mm -hmm. something And I'll start to be polite, but if I'm not making any progress, I will consciously choose to get angry and say, this is unacceptable, fix it, or I'm returning Mm -hmm. my product. Mm -hmm. And it really, it's effective, right? It's effective to be able to choose where you are. And it's effective to be able to start to understand where other people are. So you can have that awareness of like, ooh, they seem to be in a lot of conflict. So rather than come in with a level seven, let me come in with curiosity where maybe from a level five and say, Ooh, like what's going on for you? It seems like you have some conflict going on. Like let's, let's talk about that so they can shift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It allows like a framework and you can have an entryway, you know, where you can see, okay, this person is showing up this way. How, how am I going to enter into this conversation? Because it, it's almost like a language. There's languages at each level, you know, so you want to be able to be, to translate and be able to have your message understood. So understanding these levels really can allow for that. It's a greater communication. Oh, absolutely. I personally, I don't know what you do with your practice. I would love for you to share, but I actually require all of my clients to take the energy leadership assessment before starting their coaching relationship with me. It's just, it's included in the startup package. Because not only is there a language at each of the seven levels, but it's just a language and a new way of thinking that provides such a fabulous framework mm-hmm. for us to communicate and for them to start communicating with other people. Yes, for sure. I do it with all my long-term coaching clients. And I also offer the, and I've always offered the ELI, the Energy Leadership Index, that assessment we're talking about. I offer that as a you can do that as a one-off as well. And it's powerful. I had um, a client who I started working with last November. She did the ELI and we did the work. We worked together and we ended right before the pandemic hit and she wanted to do another follow-up. So we we arranged for the follow-up ELI. She took it again in the pandemic. So this measures you, and this is why this stuff is so powerful. This measures your energy levels right now. So if we took it what I took, you know, pre-pandemic versus if I took it now, it's going to show up differently because the way I view things right now is way different than I viewed things ever in my life. So she took it then, there was increases in her energy levels and she was able to remove some of the guilt as she moved through life. And she said it was because of the work that we did. She was actively able to release so much of the lower energy levels and show up resonating higher mm-hmm. in a pandemic while she had her own stressors. And that's just the power of this because she was able to see things in a different lens. And she was able not only to see things in a different lens, she chose a different lens. That is so powerful, right? That is just so powerful because it really shows that 
first of all, having the awareness, that initial awareness of where am I? What does this all look like? But the whole point of understanding your energy levels is knowing that there are seven levels and stress happens, but I don't have to live there. Mm -hmm. I can drop down if I choose to. I can go into level one and curl up in a ball. I can get angry, but it's consciously choosing to shift out of it. And that's really where working with a coach is phenomenal. (laughs) It's funny. I worked with my own coach in parallel to becoming trained in this model. And I thought I was like the bee's knees. I'm like, I know the energy levels. I know this. I can apply this to my own life. I got this. And then I'd talk to my coach and be like, she'd be like, so um, what energy level do you think you are? And like, I think I'm level five. And she was like, mm-hmm. You said it <laughs> eight times in this conversation. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'm level three. Yeah. And this this model just gives so much insight into you know where you are. And that's why I love it because it's a language and it's a framework and it allows you to see. And like for me, three days into this pandemic, I was like, wait a second, go back to the tools that you have. And it almost gave me permission to be in that grieving state, you know, where I was like, okay, I'm in level one and this makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I'm rationalizing. That also makes sense. So I was able to see it and, you know, it, it allowed me to move through this pandemic with greater ease. I don't think it was easy by any means, but it definitely gave more ease as I went through it. Yeah. And you know, as we wrap up here today, I think that is probably the most important takeaway. Go back and re-listen to all of these energy levels and just, you can gut check Mm -hmm. and figure out where are you? Are you operating from a place of fear? Are you operating from conflict? Are you rationalizing? Are you giving? Are you finding opportunity? And if so, what are you doing with it? And check in with yourself. And really think like, where am I? And is this where I want to be? Yes. Because this this pandemic has put a lot of stressors on us. And it's completely normal to be in those lower levels. But what can you do to try to shift yourself into a higher energy level? Is it practicing gratitude? Is it finding a new way to connect with someone? Is it meditating? Mm-hmm. Actually, one of my friends, I coached her briefly and she was in a really, really rough spot at the beginning of this pandemic. And she was having a lot of level one and two energy showing up for her. She was couldn't figure out how to take care of her child because her work wasn't being forgiving. And she was having a lot of confusion and fear around that. And then she was having conflict and anger when she ended up being furloughed, which being an opportunist, I was like, well, now you can take care of your kid. But there was a lot of level one and two energy showing up for her. And she implemented a daily gratitude practice every morning since we had that coaching call. She has woken up, gotten on her yoga mat. She has this beautiful view of a forest behind her bedroom window and she will sit there and she will write down three things she's grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then she will do the same thing before she goes to bed. And usually before she goes to bed, she's so exhausted after trying to get her son down that she'll only write down one thing, but she's still focusing on gratitude. And she has said over and over and over again that this practice of gratitude has saved her Mm -hmm. because she has been able to shift out and see the good and shift into a higher level of energy. Yeah. 
And I think what you just described too exemplifies you can't make these big jumps because she was in one and then went to two, right? So one to two, that's only one level up. And then from two to four, she stayed in that heart place, right? So that makes sense. That's a reasonable jump, two to four. And then Mm -hmm. from four, she's probably able to get into five and be like, okay, there's this opportunity to spend all this time with my son. But to go from anger at two, which is heart space, to five, which is headspace, that's a huge, mm-hmm. and then three, like it's, it's a level, it's up to three, four, five. So three level jump, that's a lot for her system. So four ended up being her gateway and she was able to bypass level three, mm-hmm. right? So, and that makes complete sense. So a lot of times people might be at level one, like, how do I get to five? Like strive a five, right? <laughs> but it's, it, it's not always reasonable. And that's why these levels, and I always share this with clients and I think it's worth repeating here. There's no good or bad. Like there's no good or bad. They all serve their purpose. It's just a matter of not letting the levels choose us, us choosing the levels. Absolutely. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank this you. Has been, this has been amazing. Yeah, this has been awesome. This is like, like I said, one of my favorite things to talk about. So thank you for having me again. Absolutely. That was episode 12 of the Conchi Coaching Podcast. If you'd like to connect with Sarah Wahiba Sinan, I have included her website and contact information in the episode notes. If you would like to learn more about cultivating resilience, to download workbooks to support your journey to self-discovery, or to learn more about the Energy Leadership Index Assessment, please check out my website at conchicoaching.com. As always, if you'd like to learn more about mindset and energy leadership coaching, please subscribe to my channel and join my weekly email list so that you never miss an episode or a blog post. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.